0: Welcome to the Decades of Strength podcast. We are Kim, Marcy, and Katie. We are three women on one mission. We are obsessed with empowering women to gain confidence, build strength, and ditch feelings of unworthiness. So grab your chair, come sit at our table, and let's talk. Welcome to the decades of strength podcast. I'm your host today, Kim Schlag. And with me, I have Katie Crocus and Marcy Nevin. Hi, ladies. Hi, Kim. It is good to be back with you now. Let's kind of catch up. What's everybody been up to? Marcy, what have you been up to? Oh, my life has been a shit show.
1: That's all I have to say. Usually I'm the one who's like, I don't have a lot going on, you know, nothing really to report. I'm not saying it's been a shit show in a good way. <laughs> I've been talking about it a little bit on my Instagram stories. So for those of you who believe in Mercury retrograde. Okay. You kept using that term and I'm like, somebody tell me what it means. <laughs> I don't exactly know what it means. It's when Mercury is not stationed direct. Like, It is so confusing astrology. I- I'm trying to get more into it, but all I know, Mercury is no longer stationed direct and basically it can cause issues with. Mostly communication, but also technology, travel. So the people who really believe in it, they suggest that you don't sign contracts. So don't get married. Don't get divorced. Don't go into new business ventures. Be careful with your travel. Yeah, yeah. buy a house. Yeah, all that stuff. Like basically like dot your I's and cross your
0: T's. So like, wait, how long does this last for? And how often does it happen? It it happens, what, like three or four times a year, I think. Yeah, like 45 days or something, isn't it? It's
2: kind of extended. So, it's not like a the long last
1: one, The last one was May 29th and it ended last Tuesday. Okay. And I have been hearing about it now for a couple of years, ever since I've been more in like the spiritual side of things and never have I experienced anything to do with it negatively, except for this time. It's like, it was all accumulating and it just <laughs> hit me hard. So within a matter of a month, I got two flat tires. My coffee pot broke. Uh, I spilled an entire cup of coffee over my laptop. Oh gosh, a big one. Yeah, oh, that was a big one. Uh, yeah, oh, because I was thinking to myself, like, okay, all these little things are happening. Like my dog, something was wrong with my dog. There were just weird things that kept adding up. And I was telling myself, please do not let anything happen to my computer. And then sure enough... <laughs> coffee all over it. So, it's a lovely new computer that I'm talking to you guys from, but you know, just one of those things. And oh, okay. then uh I did go out of town over the weekend and it was like okay, Mercury retrograde is done. I'm in the clear. But apparently there's something called the shadow phase. We we're still not really in the clear. Um and I had a great trip and then I was boarding or I was in the Uber trying to check into my flight and I'm like, "Why can't I find my flight?" And then I realized, "Oh, I booked it for Sunday. I thought that I had booked it for Monday. So here I am thinking I have no flight home. And I'm like, I'm going to have to rent a car. And it was just a a nightmare. But luckily I was able to go into another airport and everything worked out, but it was, it's been a very expensive, uh, month just in terms of like all of those unforeseen expenses and things that just take a lot of time and are a pain to deal with, you know? I I don't know anything about
0: astrology at all, but maybe that explains my whole vacation was like a comedy of errors. Oh, was it? There you go. Yeah. That's not the kind of stuff I was sharing on my stories because we had plenty of fun, but ladies, there is one point. Okay, I'm going to tell you one thing. There was one point we were at the St. George airport because we traveled all over the state. And at one point part of my family was leaving with our truck and the rest of us were staying. We had to go pick up our rental car. And I had asked my husband, I'm terrible with spatial relations. Like it's literally like the thing I'm worst at in the world. I'm like, do you think four people's luggage is gonna fit in this mid-sized car? And he's like, I think so, it'll be fine. Well, I got this pretty sweet car because they upgraded me. I had this sweet looking Volvo and I pulled out of the airport to meet my family. And we start trying to put bags in and it became very obvious that our hard sided suitcases not fitting in this car. And so my husband's there. They need to leave. We need to leave. We're hours behind to get on the road. It was a long drive. So I'm like, okay, I could go back in and try and get a bigger car. I know cars are in very short supply. It's going to take long. And so we're we're literally on the side of the road at the airport. And somebody has an idea, what if we condense? And so we all opened our suitcases on the side of the road. And my daughter, my my son and his girlfriend and I all started mixing our luggage together and somehow ladies I ended up sending my luggage home with my husband I don't know why I volunteered I'm like I'll send my suitcase home I'll be fine putting my stuff in everybody's stuff I spent the rest of the trip trying to hunt down like where's my underwear where's my We're, shorts yeah, like, did you put your underwear there I put oh, it I, like split it up between everybody's bags That's Terrible way to travel. I was so disorganized the rest of the trip. And we're literally, we have all of our bags on the sidewalk of the road trying to do this. And that kind of set it off. Anyway, we had our air conditioning blew in the hundred degree weather in a trailer. It was just, it was a lot of like trying to like roll with the punches. Yeah.
1: Well, Kim, I was thinking about you over the weekend because we went on a hike on Sunday in what, what felt like the blazing heat. So it was 75 degrees in Southern California, like June nice. glow <laughs> Oh, no, I know you would think, right. But it was like, nothing was covered. So the sun was blazing. I didn't have sunscreen on except for my face. I got the worst burn of my life. Uh, and we were on this hike and it was, I think around four and a half miles. It took us about two hours. And all I could think about was you. And I was like, I'm complaining in 75 degrees for four and a half miles. <laughs> And Kim's going to be in the 100-degree heat for, what,
0: 22-something? Yeah. Yeah. Bravo. Oh, you are, it won't be you are 100 ambitious. that whole time. So it could only get to 100 on the canyon floor. When we start that hike, it could be like 40 degrees. Oh, that's right. That's Isn't right. Isn't that crazy, like, the difference yeah. between the top of the Grand Canyon and the bottom? So I'm cheating well, to, to be honest, really quick, I prefer the
1: heat over the cold, so... None of it sounds enjoyable.
0: I prefer the heat regularly, but not when I'm hiking. I'd rather have it be know, a little, yeah. little nippy.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Well, it's going to be good. And I saw you doing those stadium stairs this morning.
0: I was questioning every step like, this feels Jesus dumb. Apparently. Why am I doing this? This is stupid. And I had, I broke my friends into doing that with me. And I, they're like, this is terrible. And I'm like, I am really sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I but can hey, blame gotta- no one but me. <laughs>
1: You got to get ready. It's the way to get ready. So I do want to use that as an opportunity to talk about what is going on with you and just, just say how much respect I have for you, Kim, because I have been in the situation that you are currently in right now, many, many times in my life when it comes to, um, health issues and worrying about health and having testing done and, you know, having to wait on the results and all that, and just how, Debilitating it can be. Like you kind of like become paralyzed with fear, and you're like, I, I don't want to do anything. Like I just want to sit in my house and you know, kind of wallow in my, my worry, so to speak. And like you're out here just doing the damn thing, moving on with your life. And really, I think I've gotten to the point now because I had a little bit of a health scare a couple of months ago, and it's like you know. Uh, worrying isn't going to do anything. I've just got to, I got to move forward, you know? So I appreciate you
0: respect you for doing that, but why don't you fill the listeners in on what's been going on? Yeah. Um, first of all, if I could win an award for something, I would so win top worrier. I am a big worrier and it's something I've had to really work on in my life to not like actively push against that. Because what I realized is like, as much as I've tried over the years, Never changed a darn thing by worrying about it. Never. Nothing. Only, Nothing. only it changes your peace. Right. And so, yesterday, two days ago, I went for a mammogram. I went when I was 40. I don't know why I never went back. That's terrible, but I didn't. Finally, this year, I, I was like, I'm doing it. I'm going to go. I got to my appointment and, you know, it was fine because last time was fine. And I just thought it would be fine. And when I got a call yesterday morning and she said, you know, there was something off. I don't remember how she put it. It didn't sound good. And she's like, we need you to come in again. Like my heart just sunk immediately. I was like, Oh my gosh, like I might have breast cancer. And for most women, like those are scary words. And so I was, I was shaking. I was so upset. And I, it's not like I was fine. Like, Oh, okay. this will be fine. I was really shaken. Um, But after a couple of hours, I was like, I will go crazy if all I do between now, luckily I got a quick appointment, it's tomorrow. If all I do is sit and worry about what that could be. One thing that did help, um, I went on my Instagram stories and talked about it. And I told everybody, don't you dare send me stories of things that didn't go well, because they've done that to me in the past. I'm like, don't do it. But you know what I did get? Dozens upon dozens, I might be over a hundred now, of messages from women who were like, this happened to me and it was totally fine. Like it was just a sixth. Like I got so yeah. much support from people who are like this, ha- like I, this has happened to me multiple times. Like it's part of what mammograms do. Like they ke- they're not perfect. Likely it will be fine. And so I'm feeling much, I'm feeling much more at peace. Um, I'm also feeling much more like I need to be on top of like self breast exams. Cause ladies, you want to know how many I've d- of those I've ever done? Zero. Oh, not one. Not Zero. One. Only times like my yearly exam and they're the ones doing it for me. Yeah, I never do. And I'm like, I need to be more committed with my breast health. So that's, what's going on with me. Um, I'm just trying to, you know, not spend too much time thinking on what if, and look, if I go and it's not good tomorrow, I will manage that then. And in the meantime, I'm just going to not allow worry to take over my mind. Exactly. That's all you can do. Mm. Well, sending you love. I appreciate that. Katie, what has your experience been with mammograms?
2: Well, I just had my first one in early July. And thanks to a friend who encouraged me to go after I had an annual skin check and they found basal cell carcinoma on my arm, which is a small precancerous growth that could be leading to something bigger, but is probably very small. But if nothing else, it is a huge strobe light into the fact that I have not been taking my own skincare health, my breast health as seriously as I should. And I had things scheduled when I turned 40, 41, and then we went into lockdown. And so when things got canceled, I was like, well, here we are. And so finally as you know, we're starting like able to do things a little bit more now, um, I'm taking a step in that direction. And in any event, I'm lucky that um, the the basal cell carcinoma cleared up with some ointments I've had. And Kim, you're right. There are the majority of followers and people who are engaging on DMS are so supportive, but there are always a couple people who want to tell you the worst case scenario. <laughs> and I, mm-hmm. I just didn't want to hear it either. So, um, I, I think I agree. The majority of people are super um, supportive, but I think it's, it's wonderful to talk about it because if nothing else, maybe you're giving someone else an opportunity to think for themselves and be like, Oh my gosh, I better just go in and make this appointment myself. Yes,
0: exactly. And that's why I'm like, I'm going to share this in hopes that It will inspire. And I got some messages. They're like, yeah, I've been putting off my mammogram. I really, I should go. I should go. And you should ladies go get your skin checked, get your breast checked. Mm -hmm. Um, let's not wait till it's too late. So Katie, what have you been up to? Well, you know, I love
2: Wednesdays. I love that we record on Wednesdays because I always check in with my coach on this day. And, you know, there's something about having a coach even if you're not in a, in a fat loss phase, if you're just in a goals phase, which is always for me, I'm someone who always has, you know, there's always like a rabbit to my greyhound. And so um, I, I, I'm sort of shifting gears for the first time in like six or eight months and going from like the, the rest and the surplus and like recovery and restoration to now sort of transitioning into a more creative phase and more of a, a building phase in the gym. And it just feels really good to changed seasons, so to speak, in my life. And I'm just energized in, in a different way because I really took some downtime. Um, and now I have a lot more strength in categories that like I've been resting for a long time. So I don't know, this is just sort of an exciting time for me just it's just to kind of shift gears a little bit.
0: That's exciting. You're going to have to keep us posted on this new uh, season that you're in and how it goes and, and give us updates on that.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So our topic today is going to be about balance and ladies listening in, um, I'm going to tell you the title. You've probably already seen it by this point. Balance is BS. That's where we're going with this. Um, So let's talk about it. Ladies, what has your experience been trying to achieve balance? It's really such a buzzword in the health and wellness space. Katie, why don't you go first? What has your experience been trying to achieve balance?
2: Well, the last time I really went after seeking balance was right after I had my first daughter and it was time to go back to work. And every second that I was at work, I was thinking about my daughter. And every second that I was with my daughter, I was thinking about work. And it was in that, those moments, in those early months, it probably took me about nine months to work through and figure out that I could not split my priorities 50-50 because it was like chasing two rabbits and catching none and I had to make something a priority. That's not to say that working moms can't make it work, but for me, for myself, for who I was at that time, I was not able to achieve balance with those two pieces. Uh, And so it was, I didn't realize it then, but hindsight is of course 2020. And so I look back at that 30 year old woman um, realizing that she had to figure her stuff out. And now I see that balance is a myth. Um, I mean, you can have it all, yes, but you just can't have it all at the same time. And Mm -hmm. so it took a lot of years of phasing things, phasing priorities, phasing, um, and certainly in, in in this channel, we're talking a lot about like health and fitness and nutrition, but phasing my goals in those places before I could really figure out like balance really isn't what I'm trying to achieve. It's something that Marcy actually brought light to Um, with a different word called harmony. And that to me was more like everything that exists in my world, rather than trying to make them equal, um, making them a
0: little bit more tiered, but in accordance with my goals. I love that. That's fantastic. Marcy, build on that for us. Tell us more about this harmony piece and what your experience has been with that and with balance. Mars, I'm not sure where you went. I can't hear you. Maybe okay, I'll speak for so- a bit and then we'll we'll kind of wait till you come back on. Uh let's we'll we'll keep going here. And then Mars, you, you try and rejoin us. Um, so I would say for me, I feel like I have spent a lot of time chasing balance in my life and feeling like I just was screwing up, right? Like mm-hmm. if I was um if I was spending time with my kids, then I felt like, well, my house looks a mess. If I was spending time building my business, oh, okay, I'm neglecting my kids. You know, this this constant, this constant feeling of like, I'm not getting it right. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing enough. I have somehow screwed it all up. Um, and I will say like, sometimes that, that thought can still sneak back in now. I yeah. feel like I've gotten to a good place with it. And I'd never thought about this word harmony. I don't know when Marcy brought that up to us. Maybe it is, maybe it was a few weeks ago as we were chatting about this episode. And I'm like, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. For me, the way I look about at it now is that there are it's like a big dial. And all the parts of my life, I can dial things up and I can dial things back things back. And there are different seasons and st- seasons and stages in my life where certain things get dialed up more. Which necessitates because we only have a certain amount of time and energy that other things get dialed back less. Yeah. And that could be over the course of a week, a month, a year. You know, there are sometimes over even the course of a week where I feel like I'm dialing in more on business and back on family and friends and my health and fitness goals. And then other parts that they kind of get dialed back up and then longer um, it's kind of like periodizing my workouts. Like <laughs> there are different stages where like, that's more of a priority for me now where I've been, um, since I was, since I got sick, I've been in a really big season of prioritizing my health because I had to, like, I was forced on that and there was no question about it. Like that had to be number one when I came down with COVID pneumonia last year. Um, but there've also been times when that was not number one.
2: All right. We're going to see, I,
0: go ahead. Go ahead, Katie.
2: I was saying, no, I, I truly believe that um, we can become so much happier and, and more productive when we can manage these expectations a little bit and, and ebb and flow into and, and lead into the needs of our life at a current time. I mean, when you have young babies and you're a stay-at-home mom, you, your harmony is going to look a lot different than mine right now, where my kids are off at the pool and and relatively independent and don't need me for much versus Kim, where yours are as almost grown young adults.
0: Yeah. It's true. And uh, how they need you just changes more. It just, it just changes, you know, they don't need me physically with like tie my shoe and, you know, that kind of stuff, but they still have needs, you know, like this week I'm really low on sleep because I was waiting up at one 30 in the morning for my kids to get back from something. And so like they needed me present then, like I needed to, you know, be there and check in on them. They needed me you know, one of them had like a relationship struggle. They need me for that, and that's really hard and painful in a different way than like you know, I lost my big blue ball, or whatever it is, when they were little. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of it just ebbs and flows uh, that piece of motherhood. Mars, I'm gonna try and throw it back to you. How's your sound working? we have you, can you yet? Can you hear me now? Yes. yes. Oh, so weird. I don't know what was going on. I was gonna say
1: I was like trying to chime in. Uh, well, Kim, you may not be dealing with little children anymore, but now you've got a dog to take care of. So oh I know That's that definitely was been a, <laughs> a red mix, right?
2: Um,
1: so yeah, this harmony concept, I came across it a couple of months ago from a woman. She's a therapist. Her name is Nedra Twab, and I follow her on Instagram. So she did a very short video on the difference between balance and harmony. So essentially, people are always saying that they want to seek out balance. But if you think about it, just like we've been talking about so far, we all have so many things going on in our life. And really, the the definition of balance is equilibrium, everything being equal. So if you have a family, if you have work, if you have a social life, if you have training, you know, it's very difficult for all of those components or all those areas of your life to get equal time and attention. So she said, Throw the balance out the window because you're always going to be beating yourself up if you cannot perfectly achieve balance in all of those areas. But instead, strive to achieve harmony, which basically means that when you are at work, you are fully present at work. So like Katie said, you're not thinking about your kids and worrying about what's going on from that with them because that is taking your time and your attention away from the task at hand and what you really need to focus on and achieve. So if you are not able to achieve this harmony, then essentially like certain things are going to, um, they're not gonna flow quite as easily. And I think that you are going to get upset with yourself or feel bad if you cannot give them like your full time and attention. So basically you're at work, you're fully at work. You come home, you're with your family, you're fully present with your family. You're not thinking about work. It's not like, oh gosh, I've got to go and finish this email. It's like, no, you shut off and you are fully present with whatever you are doing in that moment. You know, you're not on your phone and I get it. Like it's easier said than done, but I really like the overall concept and just working towards that. So it's something that I certainly need to do better about in my own life, because I struggle to achieve both balance and harmony. Like I will be honest, I have no balance in my life. I don't wanna say no balance, it's better than it was, but I'm still in a season where business is the primary focus. It takes up most of my time, it takes up most of my attention. So I do try my best to cultivate uh, connection time with friends. I'm not great about it with family, but making an effort to reach out to, you know, get together and go on walks with people. But I would say that the majority of my time is spent working on my business. And then because of that, I don't want to say my training has fallen to the wayside. That's not true. Uh, I definitely prioritize that still, but I'm not so hyper-focused on it where it used to be, if I was going to miss a training day, oh no, I'm not going to go do that thing. So I've been talking a lot, I would say ever since, oh, well, maybe in the past nine months or so, just being more spontaneous and how nice that has been for me. So if someone says like, hey, do you want to go away for the weekend? Rather than me saying to myself, oh, but I'm going to miss a lifting session. Like, okay, I miss lifting session. No big deal. Drop in the bucket. I built such a solid foundation, you know training for 20 years at this point, that it's really not going to matter. And I can get back to my normal routine very quickly. Um, so that is the concept of harmony, just being fully present with whatever it is you are doing at that moment and letting go of the idea or the desire that everything has to be equal.
0: It sounds like you've made some really important, like a really important mindset shift there as far as uh, the training piece, like not being the dictating force. That's fantastic, Marcy. I really like that distinction between harmony and balance there. And it sounds like even though maybe Katie and I weren't actively pursuing that word, that that's what we were doing. So why don't we all just kind of talk about like changes we've made and how that's looked for us? Um, you know, I can go first there. I will say, Marcy, that part you talked about, about work. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. When I talk about like these dials and dialing things up, there was a season of my life a couple of years back. I don't know, maybe it was four years back. A couple of years back, when I was really pursuing an online business hard, and um, somebody who'd been looking at my life, looking for balance, they were not going to find it because it was like I was, I was running on four hours of sleep. I was, you know, not doing much socially. It was basically my family and my business. And my training was really kind of shoved in there too. Um, I wasn't volunteering as much as I used to, either with school or with church or those kinds of things. I wasn't relaxing as much. I wasn't like spending time reading books outside of my field. And I gotta tell you, I don't regret a bit of that because my business is successful now because I went through this really intense period that for somebody might be like, that's not a life of balance at all. But when I look at that over the space of time, now I'm not doing that. Like it's rare that I'm staying up till one in the morning and then getting up at four to start work again because of work. Like I don't do that much, but that was my norm. Like my coach and I would have calls at three in the morning. Cause we were both up and we're like, Oh, you're up. I'm up. And like, we're talking and like this was normal for me for a period of time. Eventually I was going to get burnt out if I can continued with that. But I needed that at the time to get my business to where I wanted it. And then I could dial that back down to like a lower level. And I think, you know, other times in my life when that's happened, like when you have a new baby or when you have like a stage where you're like potty training your child, like that gets dialed up and like everything else like has to fall back. But it doesn't mean that you're out of balance. It's just that piece is dialed up. And for me, accepting those like ebbs and flows and not beating myself up about where I'm not spending time has been really important for me. Yeah, I think acceptance is the, the critical factor in that because if you
1: don't accept it, then you are going to beat yourself up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And I, I feel that way too, about my business. And for a long time I was, like my online business was the quote unquote side hustle because I was still training in person six days per week and training clients at six in the morning. I had gotten to the point where I was not really taking on new clients, just serving the ones that had been with me for a long time, but that still required early mornings. I was off by and like mid late afternoon, which was far better than being there until seven or eight o'clock at night. Like I was in the beginning of my uh, in-person training career. But when I knew that I wanted to start shifting into the online space, it required much more work than it had when I was only doing the in-person training. And I was in a relationship at that time. And it's funny because Uh, we, when we met, that's kind of what brought us together was we both wanted to get into online coaching. And so my ex, like he had a very successful business in pharmaceutical sales. So he wasn't really pursuing it as hard as I was. And he saw me doing all this work and, you know, having to be like very focused. And there were times when he wanted to watch a movie with me and I was like, nope, sorry, got to write a post or got to create a training program, whatever. And, and he would get really upset. And I would have to be on my phone a lot. Like, I mean, you ladies know when you have an internet business, you can't not be on your phone or your computer. So it caused such tension and animosity in the relationship. He's like, every time I see that phone, I want to take it out of your hand and throw it into the street. And I was like, well, you're also the one who supported this idea in the first place. So, you know, you, but but I get it. Um, when well, look, not- work
0: online doesn't look like work for other people. And it can look like oh. we're messing around on our phone when really we're working. Well, and I think when it comes to the whole, you know, harmony and balance thing, like I have
1: a business and I know you guys do too, Kim, you're, I guess, uh, gravitating away from this a little bit more because you're doing more group coaching at this point, but my business is still one-on-one. So it's content creation. It's one-on-one coaching it's podcasting. And that doesn't allow me to have as much balance because they'll say coaches, oh, you cannot scale one-on-one coaching, um, which is very true because it's you. You have to be the one connecting with your clients, texting on calls, replying to check-ins. And I love it. I wouldn't trade it for the world, but it definitely means that other areas of my life don't get so much attention or I am having to kind of be on all the time, you know? And I know that that can make other people in your life resentful or upset. And I feel bad, but it was like, if someone... I mean, you need boundaries, of course. Yeah. So my boundaries may not be, my, not even may not be, my boundaries are not the best. I will be honest. <laughs> but, you know, at, at some point I'm okay with that. And it is the type of service that I want to be able to give to my clients. So until something in my business changes where I'm just doing group coaching or like creating courses and not working with people, like this is what it's going to look like. And I, I have come to terms with that. And I think one of the reasons that's allowed me to do so is going fully online. So not having that tie to the in-person business where I wouldn't be able to go away for a weekend or just like take off during the week and go somewhere. Like, so I have a little bit more balance because of that, but there are still times if, you know, Memorial Day weekend, I said to my friend, yeah, I can come, but I'm going to be on my computer the whole time because I have check-ins to do on Monday
2: and That's just what it was. So
0: it's tough,
2: but yeah. It's all about how and where you wanna channel your energy, which I think is why it's so important to understand what your priorities are in the moment. And I think we'd be remiss if we sort of didn't mention the fact that when you are deciding where to channel your energy, if you are in a calorie deficit, so obviously in in this business that we're all in, there's a lot of people who are currently in a calorie deficit, right? If that is you, understand that you are already a couple notches down in your your energy. And from you have to account for that. So if you are someone who is in a diet phase and you're also trying to, I don't know, get a promotion at work or manage kids' schedules or work on your marriage, like something might have to give. And for me right now, like I'm I'm doing a five-day training split. I am doing fasted cardio a couple days a week but I'm also north of 2,500 calories and feeling great about it. And on top of that, I'm trying really hard to get the ball rolling on the book and keep moving with content creation, but doing it from a really fueled place is like, is a completely different experience than when I was doing it during um, quarantine and I was constantly being, and I was just constantly exhausted by just the weight of the world, right? Just like everybody. And so I think it's really important that we sort of, make sure to be aware of our checks and balances and understand that if we have a goal, you have to channel the majority of your energy into that goal and then tear everything else behind that and understand, ask yourself, what is going to suffer? Like, what am I going to sacrifice in pursuit of this goal? And it doesn't have to be at zero, but I think it's worth mentioning that not everything is gonna be like an eight out of 10 on your effort scale. Like My husband, bless his heart, takes a back seat, Like. Way more than he probably should. And that's something that I know I need to work on. Like in my marriage, in my family, I need to get him higher up because he's just so supportive that I realize weeks can go by and we've had no date nights, we've had no alone time, we barely looked each other in the eye. So that's a deficit that I realize I have to bring up because he's really sort of stepped back and allowed me to pursue my goals for so long and so many different channels. But now that I'm in a place where I'm consuming more and I'm creating more. I suddenly feel like I have more. And so, and as my kids are getting more independent, as I mentioned, their schedules are not a focus of mine. A lean physique, not at all a focus of mine. Um, I do get to sort of work that back in again. And so this is sort of, Kim and Marcy, what you were both talking about, um, embracing the seasons of, of this life and realizing, like looking to nature and realizing that there's really something to this growth, these growths and rests and like hibernation phases and productivity phases. and. And just sort of making sure that we're shifting gears.
0: And Katie, that was really, um, wow. I just had I just had a brain fog moment. I had something on the tip of my tongue to say and I got nothing. Now, give me a sec. Marcy, <laughs> you have anything to say? That was weird. Like I literally was speaking the words and then it just went away. <laughs> so, Marcy, I mean, do you have anything to say while I try and recover my thought? Just how much I resonate with that, especially when it comes to
1: being in a deficit. Because I remember when I was in my fat loss phase a couple of years ago. So I started at mid- June, 2019, it went through January of 2020. So I mean, it was what, six or seven months. It was a long time. And I felt great at first, it was pretty manageable. It really wasn't a huge shift from what I was doing already. But then at the tail end of it, when I really decided like, all right, I wanna push this and see how far I can take it. I mean, Mm -hmm. everything changed. So I was trying to do it all. Still train clients in person. My online business had really taken off. So I was, I hate this word, busy with that, but more busy than I had been in the past. And then also trying to be in this relationship and the, the relationship is definitely what suffered. I even think that my attention with my one-on-one in-person clients suffered as well, because talk about brain fog, Kim, I felt like I was walking through mud Mm, (laughs) those days, you know, just like no energy. And I, I got this itch maybe i don't know six weeks ago to tell vince my coach hey let's do a little mini cut you know it's been a while let me sharpen the the edges so to speak and i was having a conversation with a client of mine who's also a fitness coach yesterday um saying how you know when you're in a fat loss phase as a coach part of it's about being in integrity you know so i wanted i hadn't been in a fat loss phase for so long i wanted to remember what it felt like to be a client and to kind of sharpen my skills. So it's been a while. I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't mind doing that again. And and he put the hard stop on that, (laughs) uh, that idea. But now I'm really grateful that I am not in a fat loss phase because I know how much time and attention it would take up. And I have got to be, I mean, productive, yes, but I need my brain power and dieting Mm -hmm. can zap you of that. Like, let's just be honest. And I'm sure you ladies have seen it because we follow many of the same other coaches in the online space. And there's been a big shift from body composition and being as lean as possible, especially as a woman to reversing, to being in maintenance, maybe even being in a surplus. So I think that we're all kind of, we've learned our lessons over the years that chronic dieting always being in a deficit just does not serve you well, especially if you have all these other Big goals for yourself.
0: Yeah. Okay. My thought immediately came back as soon as it went to Marcy. I just needed that second. that brain fog. Like I don't know. If you haven't had brain fog yet, for me, what it feels like, it's like literal blank space. Like I'm about to say something, and it's like then there's nothing in my head, like not a single thought can be grabbed. But it came right back. What I was gonna say, Marcy can't touch on it there, is this idea of energy, like when we're in a deficit phase. Not only are we lacking physical energy, but mental energy. We only have so much focus we can put to things. And if you have decided that this season of life is going to be for you to pursue a physical goal that involves a fat loss phase, know that you're going to have to dial other stuff back because to do it well, you need mental energy. You need that kind of focus. And it's really hard for people who want to keep running on all cylinders. And they're like, I'm trying to get the promotion and I'm not giving up my volunteer position on, you know, the housing board of my neighborhood. And I'm writing for you know, the, the church news, like all the things and they want to keep everything dialed up. Those are my clients who struggle. My clients mm-hmm. who say like, yes, I am willing to, for this season, dial back some of these other things so I can focus on this goal. Because ideally ladies like, look, if it's done right. You're not going to be in a fat loss phase forever. You're not going to be in a fat loss phase that long. And so really giving that mental energy to it, um, it's everything because then otherwise it can last forever because you're not really doing it. You're like partway in. So I totally resonated with that idea, uh, Katie, of that energy piece. Mm -hmm. So look, ladies, let's turn the conversation this way. Let's give some practical suggestions to people as far as finding, and we're going to go with the word harmony instead of balance. (laughs) What can people do if they just, if they feel out of balance and they're seeking for, they hear us and like, that's what I need more of in my life. I need some harmony. What are some practical suggestions? Why don't we all give one or two? Um, Katie, why don't we start with you?
2: So one of the things that I've been working hard really to do this year in, in my pursuit of harmony is to work hard to build the future I want while currently enjoying the present I have because I'm the person who's always been, let's do one more thing today to help myself tomorrow. But if you keep doing that over and over again, tomorrow never comes, right? Like I'll never get there because I'm still always here. I'm always trying to focus on how I can make tomorrow better instead of just taking a a hot minute to enjoy today. And, And I think I'm like so many of the clients that you were talking about who are like, I'm gonna be a high achiever on all these levels because that's what I expect from myself and finding ways to enjoy today so I can also enjoy tomorrow and find that balance and actually tier my priorities to like first, second, third, fourth, instead of like, these are my top, this is my one, one all tied for first place, like really organizing that. So when the time came, when push came to shove and I had to, and I I did have to make a choice, it would be like, okay, am I going to choose to hit my macros because um, I am in a fat loss phase and and this is something that's really important to me or go to dinner with my husband and have date night. Like, what are my priorities right now? Neither one is right or wrong. It just comes down to the season and being honest with myself about what I actually am trying to pursue and what is most important to me in not necessarily that moment, but in the big picture. So that's that's something that sort of helped me harmonize a little bit. I love that. Mars?
1: Yeah, I love that too, Katie. That was beautifully said. I would say try to find areas of your life that you can ask for help. I know so many women are afraid to ask for help and just speak up for themselves and say what they need. So get support from other people so that maybe, you know, when you are trying to. seek or achieve more harmony you full. you can be fully present so when you are home you're not you know also cleaning the house and doing the meal prep and things like that like excuse me a lot of people say oh this feels hard and it's like well why don't we shift that thinking or that that language to how can I make this easier on myself Mm. so are there ways that you can yeah ask for help get support outsource things so that you are not doing it all because I remember when I was younger I tried to do everything and I wore it like that busyness, like a badge of honor. Oh, I'm doing X, X uh, you know, X, Y, Z. And, and also if I was in a relationship with somebody like trying to keep the score, oh, well, look how much stuff I did and how much stuff I accomplished. And it only led to burnout and resentment where it would have been much better if I could have said, you know, like, Hey, can I get some support with this because I can't do it all. And just letting go of that need for, I think, perfection but also that tying your worthiness to how much you do, because really at the end of the day, it is about presence. It is about, you know, connection and being with your family. It's like, why are we trying to build these businesses? Uh, if we can't even enjoy the fruits of our labor with, you know, with what we have achieved. Mm-hmm. So I think just being able to take more time for yourself and, and doing that in a way where you, you, you aren't having to do it all because it's impossible.
0: Yeah, I think the idea of pushing back against this what has become a societal, like I wouldn't even say norm, it's like become like a, like you said, like a badge of honor of how busy we are. I think pushing back against the idea that being busier makes you better um, is really important. So here's what I would add to this mix. I would add to this mix um, doing a time audit. If you've never done a time audit before, take one week. And you can do this. I'm a pen and pencil person, a paper person, but you can do this electronically as well. And um, once an hour, you can even be more precise and do once every 30 minutes, write down what you've done. Okay. Like, like what, what did you do? And at the end of the week, look at your time and see like, how do you actually spend your time? A lot of dissonance comes when our priorities are A, B, and C, but we spend our time all on D, E, and F. Yes. Um, and then we have this like sense of like, I'm being pulled in different directions. I'm not doing what I'm supposed to. So really, are you spending the majority of your time doing the things that you say are your priorities? If you're not, it's time to revamp.
2: That is so good, Kim. I, I have, and I mean, as, like as the pendulum tends to swing the other way, I have one sort of on the other side of that coin, which is there are some of us who will find the limits only by crossing that. And Mm -hmm. I'll give you an example. So um, (laughs) I am someone who worked and worked and worked on a business and, and a book last year. And in the pursuit of all that, I hit some really great goals and I was really proud of the benchmarks I reached, but I lost a lot in terms of my gut health. And I think this is a place where a lot of women get to, where they overshoot their health in an effort to do something for themselves, either physique wise or life wise. And I think the important thing in that moment, at least for me, my takeaway is now I know. Now I know exactly how far I pushed and what put me over the edge. And I'm not going to go past that again for any goal. I, I don't need abs ever again. Like it was cool. They were fun. I'm glad I did it. I don't need to do it again. And now I know where that line is. And so I'm not going to forget that. And I get to sort of apply that knowledge to everything now as I continue to take these phases and. And I could, and I mean, because listen, we can overshoot anything. It doesn't just have to be a deficit, right? Like you can Mm -hmm. overshoot any goal you have. You can, you know, throw yourself into work, into kids' activities, into PTA, whatever that is. And if you are someone who does cross that line, take an audit also, like you said, Kim, and realize, like, okay, this is great, but here are all the things that suffered in the wake of the success. Mm -hmm. And how can I take
0: that and make it work for me better? Mm -hmm. And all of this comes back to the idea that I believe was Katie mentioned earlier like being present, like we're not gonna notice any of this stuff if we're just living on autopilot, like really um, considering how are we spending our time? How are we spending our energy um, and spending some time in our thoughts about that is, and actually not even our thoughts, but with pen and paper um, can really, really help there.
1: And I think too, let me just chime in on one more thing because that's a really good point, Kim. Sometimes you don't know what you don't know. And I know I've gotten myself in trouble a lot of times because I thought that I was doing everything right or that I wasn't giving off maybe a certain energy around or in front of the people that I was with. And then they would tell me otherwise. So one of my favorite sayings is you can't read the label when you're inside the jar. So that's
0: a good one.
1: (laughs) It's my favorite, yes. Um, I did not come up with it, but it's so true. So you can't always recognize what, what you are doing yourself, if you're in the thick of it. And especially if you think that like, Oh, this is fine. You know, everything's fine. And like, I am managing, I am getting everything done, but you don't realize perhaps the impact that it's having on other people. So going back to that presence thing, you know, maybe asking others, like, is there something that you see in me that needs to switch? Like, am I not being fully present? Is there somewhere where I can improve? Because again, going back to it, like, really the quality of life is the quality of the relationships that we have with people. And if you can't be fully present because you're too hyper-focused on, you know, one area or multiple areas, then I think things are going to suffer. So sometimes it's, you know, having those hard conversations and really either calling yourself out or having somebody else call you out on it.
0: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Fantastic discussion today, ladies. Thanks so much for being here with us and tuning in. We will catch you next time on the Decades of Strength podcast. Sounds good. Bye. 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 Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Decades of Strength podcast. If you liked this, if it was helpful for you, it would mean the world to us if you left a rating and review wherever you're listening. It really does help our work get in front of more people. Thanks so much for being here with you and we'll see you again next week.